everybody welcome back to forfeit podcast welcome returning listeners and for new listeners welcome fucking welcome you know uh this is uh episode 43 you got 42 to catch up on uh quarantine episode 12 my name is matt we've got the big john stud we've got the wild bill and we've got j-lo with us as always via skype right guys it's not getting it's not getting old yet right Quarantine episode, what, 27? Yeah, 27, no, 12. Oh, we lost count. You might as well, it might as well be 27. <laughs> but, <you laughs> know, months have felt like literally four years. They were, I don't know, it's fucked up. Maybe it's just me. Like, are we all conditioned to quarantine life right now? Like, the thought of going back out into, like, a lifted society where it's, like, quote-unquote normal, is that, like, kind of weird for everybody thinking about it? Certain things, certain certain things, yeah. Like right off the bat, is certain things, right? Like you're not you're not going to go sit at a bar right away, right? Oh no, no. The drinks the drinks are a lot cheaper at my house. Yeah. Um, Well, like I we just got an email about uh, my season tickets for the union, and it's oh. Speaking uh, of speaking of MLS, MLS coming back. MLS is coming back. Back. But um. They uh, so it's they don't know what's going on yet. If they're going to have fans in the stadium or whatever, so at this point they've suspended uh, ticket payments. Okay. And um, how can they have fans in the stadium? I don't think they're going to. Yeah. But so I have a a, a it's like an eleven month plan. So you pay a little every month for your tickets. And um, it's great. It's super easy. It's uh, interest-free. So screw it. Why not? So, I mean, at this point, my tickets are like 70% paid for. And uh, they, they said, look, you know, we don't know if we're going to get games in. If we, if we do get games in, if, if we can even let fans in. But they said, look, uh, you have two choices. You can get a refund or we can roll the money into next year's tickets. Or we can we can send you Stella Artois by the keg to your house. Um, now, uh, so, I mean, that's cool. And, and they said, well, what happens if they allow fans in? And they, they said, well, if you don't feel comfortable coming in, we're not going to stick you with those tickets. We'll just roll the money into next year and eat the tickets. So, I mean, that's kind of cool that they're, that they're doing that. I mean, terrible idea. let me ask you something. So say you don't go back to the stadium. Mm-hmm. What, what does the Sons of Ben do? Do you guys get on a Zoom call collectively and start singing? No. I mean... I'll just hang out and watch the games in my house and drink a beer. Or seven. What if you guys do go back to the stadium, but you have to wear masks? Do you guys all still get together on the on the river end and and sing with masks on? I mean, I don't see it happening. I mean, I mean beyond that, like the those seats are in the river end where I where where I sit. I mean, it's pretty tight. Like 
there's no way you could do any sort of social distancing in that section. Let, I mean, in the stadium, let alone that section. So I, I don't see any chance of them so having the sons of, the sons of Ben is just their, their on hold. Oh, well, I think fans in every stadium are on hold this year. I mean, because you've heard people talk about, well, oh, maybe we'll let like 10, 15, 20% of the fans. Oh, there, there he is. This mobile connection over here. This episode of Forfeit brought to you by oh boy. Sprint. Very wireless. Yeah, we've had a lot of problems with our Comcast service lately. I mean, you should probably pay your internet bill and not pay Shout out. Comcast. The fuck and I mean, doubled our doubled our bandwidth and we have nothing but problems anymore so yeah. but jesse it's comcast i could do with mine and verizon here like i get kicked off like all like, consistently on the week mainly on the weekends because but i guess with everybody home more it's just been crushing it but yeah. i've had that's for sure well, i mean i'm assuming on napster bill well, speaking of cable, John and I have had this conversation. We're looking to give cable the boot. So if anyone out there has any suggestions on what platforms to, to, to go with to still get our the Philly sports and, you know, a good decent chunk of like decent cable channels, give us a shout out at Forfeit Pod because I'm 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 looking to like give Verizon both middle fingers up their asshole. Listen, the one thing that I'm a little ticked off about doing more research on the YouTube TV, yeah, the NFL Network. Yeah, I saw that, but but you get NBA TV. So me being a, a more of an NBA guy than than an NFL guy, you know. Yeah, true. I, I, I'm fine with that, you know. And then if I want to pay a little extra, now the one thing I I was thinking about was what about Red Zone? What do you do when you want to get Red Zone? Because you got to go through a cable provider for Red Zone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm figuring I'll probably be able to find something on Reddit. Yeah, or just don't, or just don't get Red Zone, right? I mean, go, you know, go to a buddy's house to watch Red Zone or something, or go, yeah, I don't know. Listen, I'm all Eagles. Like, big deal if my fantasy quarterback scores a touchdown, I'll get an alert. You know, true. I don't need to see it. True. I mean, I mean, listen. Before Red Zone, we got by okay, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, they they changed. I feel like Comcast changed our plan because we used to have Red Zone. And they do it all the time, bro. And then this Verizon changed my just, plan. And I used to get NBA TV with my package, and then all of a sudden I didn't. And then yeah. it went in with some fucking stupid bass fishing channel and all this other bullshit. Like that I don't care about. I'd be into that. We have the sports package, and we're like, "What do you? Wait a second! I have the sports package." I have the NFL network. Yeah. Well, then why don't I have Red Zone? Oh, that's another package. Well, Red Zone is Red Zone is additional. Charge. I can see that. I can justify the Red Zone because it's a it's more of a specialty thing. But getting HBO. You know, I literally went. I literally like was watching NBA TV one day. Went to bed. Woke up. Didn't have it anymore. Yeah. And it's like WTF, mate. Listen, I also want to shout out to the uh, the new intro song, which is Straight Fire, by the way. Shout out to our head honcho, Matt Shetter, with that. That is true. Uh, yeah, I'm hardly the head honcho. I just, that is I just try to vomit ideas, and you guys tell me if they're shitty or not. You shit brilliance. That was, that was brilliant. Uh, I hope, see, I hope Jesse listened to it and enjoyed it as much as I did. 
What is that? By his silence, that means that he did not listen to the playback of the episode yet. Or he's off focus. That's, okay. That's all right. Jesse, can you not hear us? No, I can hear you. Did you hear the intro to Forfeit? I wasn't really paying attention to it. No, 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 no. I mean, like the new intro that Matt has done. Matt, could you play the intro? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm pulling it up. Matt, Matt drop. It. You know, it's bad enough that the people on our podcast aren't even listening to our episodes. You know, you, I don't. You can't say that about me. I, I listen to the heat. I got heat coming out of both ends. Phil, have you heard? Well, the Phil, new you have to listen to it because you're asleep for half of it when we record it. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I think wow. my. Times. Just because your eyes closed doesn't mean you're sleeping. Catch <laughs> me snoring, then I'm out. Catch me snoring, then so be it. There it is. I can get at least another three or four viewers out of somebody. Come on, now, just for the intro. There you go. It's coming back around. <laughs> Jesse didn't even get it. He didn't even get it. Nah. It's all right. He'll have to listen to it on his own time. He doesn't understand it. I heard it. What did it say? What do you mean what it's saying? Thank you. <laughs> I heard a beat. Oh, well, I'll just have to listen on his own time, you know? That's okay. Don't, for Christ's sakes, don't listen to it while you're fucking pedaling your bike, all right? Because it, you'll swerve into oncoming traffic. How did you do the forfeit part of it? Did you just, like, do it in the microphone and just, like, I had it? my iPhone... It's real. It's real top of the line technological shit, man. I had my I had my my Apple uh, headphones, uh-huh. and, and I put that microphone piece as close to my mouth as possible because I wanted that shit to fucking just distort. Okay. I just said forfeit podcast. That's it. <laughs> That's excellent. That way. Tremendous. But you know, tremendous work. So, yeah, I mean, sports have been pretty dull recently. I mean, there was a UFC fight. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The NBA dropped a bombshell. So, originally, it was they were going to return on July 31st. Now, oh. now, breaking news, they're returning July 30th, <laughs> a whole 24 hours, which One is really newsworthy. So, people will see LeBron James 23 and a half hours earlier than they – Originally, would <laughs> it's it's uh, mind bo- it's mind bottling. Like, is the Disney Park- bottle? Is the Disney Park going to be open during this? Um. Well, I hope it's not open to where the NBA is quarantining. Oh, all right. It's not like during the game, like between the games, that the team's going to go down to like Splash Mountain, get a quick ride in. That's yeah, it's a, it's a small world af- after all. Or like, uh, do the. Uh, do the around the world drinking at Epcot yeah. on their days off. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the um, they're just going to stay. All the players and everything are just going to stay at the ESPN thing. Yeah, but I mean, you'd think that they had to go out a little bit, right? But they got it. They got They got to go party and they got to go clubbing. Get yeah. their Mickey Mouse ears, you know. Dude, I. It, it. I mean, it's it's getting bad down in Florida. I I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's uh fucking go see Mickey Mouse. I mean, I'm just saying, if, if the whole like if the park is closed, and I mean, that would probably be awesome to you know imagine if the whole park was closed and the four of us were in there 
free reign for everything. One of us would still get COVID. I mean, and the other three would get kicked out. No, I'm just saying it was only four people or 12 people in the hall of Disney world. Like that's, that's awesome. You know? Something tells me that the park will still be open, but is there a Shake Shack over there? Is, is Joel B going to be okay? I mean, I hope. All right. For his sake, right? Concerned. I'm concerned it for his look like It doesn't look like Ben Simmons has been eating any Shake Shack lately. No, he looks a little yoked. That dude was looking about 25 pounds heavier, but on the muscle side. Sure has. He look, look pretty big. But, hey, you know, I mean, I'm, I think with each passing day, I'm getting a little bit more interested about the NBA. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a, it's going to be interesting with no fans for sure, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who's in shape, who's not in shape. Who's going to be game shape? Who's who's been working out? And it's, it'll be interesting. A part of me still wishes they did a tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think that would have been more exciting, to be honest with you. And then, do you still invite everyone? Absolutely. Yeah. All 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 the teams get in. All the teams get in. And then the lowest seed, you know, just like the tournament, you get the lowest lowest seed plays the best seed. And yeah, I would have been into it, especially since we didn't get March Madness this year. Yeah, you would have got a taste of both right in right in one shot. Yeah, it's a double whammy. Yeah, I guess the players probably would have voted that not to happen though. And then, like, how would this? How would it work? Like, for the drafts, would would the where the standings are currently be the standings for the draft or with the tournament, would that change it? I would think that they would go off of the standings before the tournament. Yeah. Tournament would be like a totally separate entity. Yeah. But you'd almost have to vacate the championship this year and it would just be the, a tournament champion rather than an NBA champion. Yeah, it's the 2020 COVID championship trophy. Don't touch the tro- don't touch the trophy. Yeah, don't get COVID. It's a it's a virtual trophy. Uh, it's a three dimensional and it's a it's a hologram. Yeah, you guys can have your champagne party, but it's it's a via via Zoom or Skype. You can have your champagne in the locker room, but you must be six feet apart. And that's right. The plastic should be wrapped around you and not the locker room. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it should be interesting. I would count down to what, like a bunch of days. We got like what, twenty some plus thirty. I don't know, still fifty more days, something like that. Yeah. So that's a that's a long way to go. We do have golf this weekend. Charles Schwab. It's good. So uh, there's been Hopefully. some boxing on. There was some UFC this weekend. So we're getting dribs and drabs. Hopefully, within the next 15 days, baseball will get their act together. Nope. nope. I mean, what's, what's the latest on that? Can anyone fill in our lack of listeners? 
the um, it, the owners came back to the players with another bad deal, and uh, the players are probably going to reject it. Like rejects. I mean, at this point, I mean, the players have basically said, look, if you're asking us to take a pay cut because you're going to lose all this money, we want to see the proof. And the owners are refusing to do that. So I agree with the players. Like, I I wouldn't be bending over and, and giving up more money when I'm the one assuming all of the risk. The well, players and the players' family. They're, 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 they're vulnerable. Huh? Aren't the owners vulnerable too? Since since they're old, I wasn't. Them. I wasn't aware that the owners are going to have to travel with the team and train and play games during a pandemic. I just thought it was the players. I didn't realize that the the owners are are going to be doing that too. I mean, that changes yeah, everything. Okay. Wait, you don't think you don't think that an owner of a baseball organization wouldn't travel with its with its team? I think you'd be shocked to know that most don't. Really. Yeah. Most owners don't travel with the team on and a, on a game to game basis. Major League Baseball? Huh? You're saying just in Major League Baseball? I think Major League, well, again, you're talking about a sport that has 162 games. Interesting. Makes me hate baseball more. I think you have, I think on like big road trips, the owners might tag along every once in a while, but no, like every road, no, that's the GM and the, the manager goes and does that. And I think the owners are, are kind of hands off when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. I, I think you're correct with that. I think they're rolling to every city by any means. I mean, it's a different, like the NFL is a different thing. You have 16 games. Like that's a completely different animal than, you know, playing every two days or every three days. Like, it, it's just a different thing. I don't know. That, 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 seems, that seems strange, but, hey, if you, you're probably right. I, I don't know. I just thought it was a team. You know, they go when they want to for some big series, maybe. Or yeah, that's, that. I mean, that's what but I said. But, but I don't think well, – like yeah. we're, we're in a pandemic, so, like, you're telling me that if every team – so what's the deal? Everyone's going to go to Arizona or whatever? That was the the latest thing that they would train in Arizona and in one place to get ready, and then, like I've heard different, I've read different things that all the games would be played in Arizona, or that they'd be played all over the place, and teams would be flying in and everything. I mean, if I'm a player, and again I'm taking all the risk, I would prefer to be in one place and not have to fly all over the country every week. They should go to where they play like College World Series. Thank God, uh, thank God, Jesse's not. Oh, there he is. <laughs> He's got paused again. Yeah, this fucking connection. <laughs> this episode forfeit brought to you by Comcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, what? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's so we don't know anything more than we've known three months ago on this pandemic. So I like. I don't know how to argue that players are assuming the most risk. I think everybody's at risk. I think umpires are at risk. I think the popcorn guys are at risk. Like, I well, think people like, you know, the security guards and the paramedics are at risk. So, I don't know. At, 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 to, to, to say that, like, we're going to play a 78-game season and you're going to get paid 70% of your salary or whatever the argument is, like, 
you're still getting paid millions and millions of dollars. So like, you know what? Like the, your risk is your risk. The risk of a football player, uh, you know, being paralyzed in one hit could happen any second of the day. Yeah. It's the same thing with baseball too. Like you get hit with a, in the head with a baseball and become a vegetable, you know, you could run into the wall like uh, uh, Aaron Rowan and, and, you know, get Off fucked up. Face. But I mean, with, with baseball, most of these guys are worried about, you know, debilitating knee injuries or blowing their elbow out or, or a knee. The, like that's price of entry. I mean, that, yeah, that's why you get paid millions of dollars. That's why you, you train with the best. You, you, you keep saying millions of dollars. Most of these guys aren't making millions of dollars. It's like the top 20, 30% do, but the rest of these guys, over half of these guys are making the league minimum. I, I would. I don't know about that. I think maybe twenty percent make the league. I I think there's more million. No, they're not. It's not like NBA, <laughs> but guys make a couple million. Like yeah, but um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players on the Phillies roster right now that make less than a million dollars. Everyone else makes one point five and above. So, okay. And what and what and what's the salary below a million dollars? Eight hundred seven and a half at least, right? And the lowest guy makes five sixty nine. Okay, <laughs> which is probably the league. I think I think the league minimum is like four ninety five range. And and don't forget though, like you said, eight players. That's still a good amount of uh, guys on the roster. You got like twenty seven on the roster, isn't it? Twenty five, twenty seven. All yeah, right. Also, let's. I'll make the argument here that Reese Hoskins make it is making six hundred five thousand dollars. That's so fucking crazy, right? That's insane. Like, come on, that that guy's that's insane, insane, man. That's like, like that guy's gonna make millions of dollars. Like that's that, not, that's that like, guy ain't uh, gonna make millions of dollars on the Phillies. I'll tell you what. That's like yeah, Scott. Yeah, that's yeah, like on those he's like our Scotty Pippen. No, yeah. Pippen was better. I, I I can't believe he got he got locked to some of these friggin' deals. Like, um, oh god, I'm I'm he's already labeled as free arbitration. Just say so yeah. yeah. Who's that utility in the third we got, Jesse? Um, he's young. He's got King Kingery. Yeah. Kinger. He he signed like a six year, like twelve million like a twelve million dollar deal. Like some of these guys I think are so afraid they're not gonna make it. They just take whatever money they can. So now for six years, you know, he could be in there become the next Pedroia in the next year or two and we'll be making a million or two a year. Yeah. And that's which is crazy. It's just crazy. Like a guy that can start gonna make two million dollars and play 160 games yeah and he's good. but i guess it's that risk where you just fear fear but um yeah i think one of the things too maybe that the, the, the league could do is just be like if you don't want to play you don't feel safe maybe figure out you know like you give them something other salary whatever prorated and you let guys in the minors play i mean if there aren't going to be fans like what's the matter if maybe if you don't have all you know what i mean like it, yeah it's, well, I think they're, they're the working. I believe they're working on an op, an opt out clause for players that um, for a player that might be immunocompromised, or if their direct family is has somebody that's immunocompromised, that their work they were working out the logistics for how do they handle those players. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of those guys. So just get that part of it done. It's you know, you, you let's say it's five percent of the players that are going to have that problem. 
let's deal with the 95% because you can easily deal with that 5% on a contingency basis and just be like, whatever, that's the cost of doing business. It is what it is. Let's get the games going. And I keep hearing things that like some of these owners just don't care. They don't care. I see a calculator over there. What's Bill's crunching some sort of number. They're, well, they're just kind of I mean, because basically they're taking they're looking to cut salaries about twenty five percent with of after what they agreed upon per well, prorated wise for a seven yeah. game. So my thinking is I get it, it's fucked up, but like like if you're making two million, you're gonna get a million five. It's like I mean that's still not enough to go play baseball for a year, and I get it. It's the people who have the checks have you know some of them have the, the reserves where they can pay for it, but it's just. It's just crazy to see, like, you know, and I get it, you know, not everybody's in that multi-million range, but it's still tough to say um, you don't feel don't, safe, but it means don't forget, Uncle Sam takes his chunk, too. Like, so if, so if you make a million and a half after taxes, what do you have? Like, oh, I mean, 40 percent off the top, right? 35, 40 percent. So they're yeah, taking so on the end. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to bring it in. Just like you're in uh, taxes or Miami and you're OK with that. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know you're not bringing in one five. I mean, you know, that's gross. And, and plus you got to pay your agent four to six percent. Yeah. Well, got a business manager. No. So that's what it is. It's, you know, and, and, and it's hard for any employee in any job. Say, hey, come perform your job and we're going to pay you less than we did last week. What? Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you know, you're paying your agent, except if you're Scott Kingery, who clearly didn't have an agent. Yeah, I totally get both sides, and I do feel the majority of guys want to play, you know, and I think part of this is just posturing, but it just sucks that so much. So a lot of it gets out into the media and public because it's just, it looks so fucking terrible billionaire pitching with a lot of millionaires well and the owners are doing this on purpose they're doing this deliberately to make the players look bad because yeah no i mean they want to make each side wants the other one to be the boogeyman in this well and i've been i've been saying this for a couple weeks the owners have have zero intention of getting a season in this year and they have every intention to break the union in, in two years when the next contract's up like they're going to lock the players out and they're going to shut the league down yeah, I mean, I think I, I think, really that's think they're going to want to wash this whole season and lose a season. I don't, that's bad. That would be bad business. They yeah, no, no money. Not. They're, they're going to use this as an excuse for next season to artificially drive down contracts for players that are coming up on contracts, and then in two years they're going to do it again and try to break the union. And that's what's going to happen. They, the owners, are trying to drastically drive down the salary floor so that they can make as much money as they possibly can. Because again, up till this year, baseball had made money for like thirteen or fourteen straight seasons, has been printing money, and now the owners are trying to get greedy and just. Well, I think it's a two-way. And well, not to, I don't say yeah, I want to throw sheets. That's, that's not what I want to say. I think what their their issue is, I think it's like a, like a lot of jobs. Um, I don't think, you know, they mind, you know, I think they would raise the minimum a little bit, but I think where they're heading is having to pay pitchers $35, $40 million is getting out of hand. And I get that money's been... Play 12 games a season. And the, well, I mean, if, you, if you're healthy, you can pitch 35 games a season if you're mm-hmm. starting. Yeah, it's a joke. 
So basically getting paid a million dollars a game. And again, I know there's controversy because you don't never know what owners claim to make and what the reality Bill, is. Phil, do the math on that after you, after you uh, hey, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but if it's a million a game, break that down by pitch. I mean, if you do 100 pitches, that's about, that's anywhere, if that's like 100 pitches times 10, that's like, it's uh, it's 10 times 10. It's like, it's like 100,000 a pitch. I mean, yeah. it's like 10,000 a pitch. Yeah. Pitch you're getting. Think about that. You know, but again, I get it. You know, it's, you know, there are 40,000 people in the stadiums, you know, a lot of times, 80 games. There's money to be made, but I think that's where they're heading off. And I think that that's what the NBA is going to face the reality of, too, is revenue is not going to be the same. And, but baseball, for some reason, Jesse, I do agree. They've been having this beef for like two, three years. It's been brewing. Like, they're not signing players until like February, you know, like they're, like they're, like they're just not offering contracts to guys. And I think a lot of it is something we talked about is they pay these guys when they turn 30 and they have these five year, $200 million deals. And then two, three years into it, they, they're, they're beat. And well, it's like, they're fucked. The flip side is the way the miners are set up. You have control of the guys for six, seven years. So like, you're right. I mean, you know, and that's what you do. Like if you're the king of the world, you're so afraid that this is your only shot in the Briggs and, in the breaks, the bigs that you so somebody if somebody offers you twelve million dollars, it's like, well, how do you say no to that? Exactly. Like, okay. You know, yeah. so I get it. You're right. You know, I mean, you know, they definitely use every advantage possible, but you know, it's like, a, you, you know, I agree. There seems to be a really weird pay structure system going on because it's just such a huge gap to be like where they're at, you know. But you know, baseball's always kind of had those weird. I guess contracts are right. I, I, I wouldn't dispute that. But Here's a thought. Like, how, how about they do an incentive-based uh, like deal with these guys? Like, all right, we're going to do 78 games, and you're going to get 70% of your salary, but here's the deal. If you're the top base stealer on your team or in the league or you hit the most home runs, you get they, – they, they make a huge, like uh, – Bonus. a base bonus out of it. Like, why not do something like that? That, that kind of gets – I mean, they could, I guess, but I don't think they want to go that route. I think they're trying to simplify it as much as possible. I mean – Everyone's going to complain about money, like, you know. No, yeah, and, 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 and I mean, you know – Scott Kingeries of the world could end up with an extra million or two if they outperform their contract just a thought i mean i don't you know i mean so some of these guys might have performance-based things and maybe that's what they're trying to iron out because there's so many different kinds of contracts and probably you have to i mean some commonality to them but there's probably some uniqueness to every deal as well so you're trying to make that work because you so, know every it's gonna fight to your the, point too like the, the the harper deal like if, if this if this league year doesn't go through that's another year you just wasted yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it is, but you know, his body should be healthy because he's not playing. Those, those are the dice you roll, right? Yeah, but I mean, you look back at that contract and you're like, that's a shit ton of money for a guy that like yeah. you don't want to waste mean, on in a prime. prime. How many pandemics happen once every 50, 25, 50 years? I understand that, but still, that's twenty six million that you just 
Well, they're not paying him. That's the whole point. Like they, they, like the guys aren't getting checks. I don't think yet. I don't know if they're getting. I don't, I don't know if these guys are getting paid yet. I'm I, sure he's signing bonus, didn't they? No, no. Well, yeah. I mean, when they initially signed the contract, but like these guys get game checks, like you know, once a week or whatever. However, they do it for baseball, you know, for baseball. I mean, so if they're not playing games, I don't know if they're getting game. Like these guys might not even be getting paid at all right now. I mean, some got. I know the NBA after April fifteenth. Or whatever it was, only five NBA players got paychecks. It was like LeBron, James Harden, like a few, like a couple of stars, like got the honor, whatever, like we had it in their contract, like no matter what. But most contracts had like the ability to like delay payment. That's why they're playing this season. You know, it's not for the good of the country to heal us or, you know, the, the love. No, you guys haven't got paid in this. And I get it. You haven't got paid in six weeks. They want their fucking money. I mean, a lot of them are wealthy, yes, but. You know, you got millions of dollars Take it cost it costs a lot to air condition a two million dollar house. What's what's the what's the guy in the replacements with counters? He's like, Do you know how do you know how much a, a lease payment is on a Ferrari motherfucker? Oh yeah, no, that, 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 that's John's go to movie. <laughs> very entertaining. It's very it's very, very underrated movie. Good and case. on the topic of replacements, I'm all for it. If a guy doesn't want to play basketball because of an a pre-existing condition or whatever, I respect your wishes. But you know what? There's no reason why a guy from the G League or some guy from Rucker Park or whatever wants to just come up and and sign and and play with the team. Yeah, I'm yeah, plenty of guys in the G League that can come up and and yeah. oversee. Well, if you get guys from overseas, if you want, if they can come, if they, if they can get here, exactly. You know, I think that's their. But I saw they're limiting how many people you can have on your roster. I think they're going to have it to like. I no, think they seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. So normally it's twelve. So you get five extra bench spots. Well, I mean, which is fair, but you know, and I'm sure something crazy happened with one team. They would maybe make adjustments. And God forbid, ten guys got the virus and they had to like whatever. I'm sure they can make arrangements. But I think the thought is that you know, kind of like how soccer went. You know, there's just hundred people in soccer, like thousand or whatever. I don't know how many. And I saw like only like. 15 got the virus after like the first couple weeks. So like, yeah, people are going to probably get it, but you hope the number is very minuscule. Sure. Because statistically right now, one in 200 people, I think I, I think I saw have I get it basically. So it's, you know, if you have, so the odds are pretty good. 17 times 30 teams or 22 teams, that's 220, uh, 70, 140, 147. So that's like 360, 380 players. Yeah, but you're not including trainers, assistant coaches, head yeah. coaches, PR staff. Like, I'm Let's, assuming those integral parts of a team are going to be there. Like, okay, maybe the team photographer isn't there. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe the team's social media person is there. But if they're yeah, only you got, you got camera guys, you got camera guys, you got. But they're in an empty stadium. Guys. So it'd be a big deal. They can spread the fuck out. Like, I mean, they're going to no, be. No, I'm saying, like, if the Sixers, for example, as a whole, it's not 17 guys. It's 17 plus probably 20. I was just saying the amount of players that are going to be playing. So in theory, if you just look at everybody equally, you should only have a handful of players that would maybe contract it if they get together. And I think that's their thinking is out of 400 players, give or take. Yes, there might be twice that many people total, if not three times that with, with personnel. But going off the sheer mathematics of it, you only have a couple handful of people that would get it. So you, you get it and then you identify it quickly and pull them out. 
You just There's overcome it. If you're the Sixers or any top-level team right now that is looking to fill those five spots, someone's definitely calling J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford, and a few other guys who I'm, I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head to definitely sign, right? I mean, mm, not necessarily. Some guys might maybe, but... Oh, come on. If I'm the Sixers, you're not going to sign Jamal Crawford right now? J.R. Smith right now be your... Be, I don't think Jamal Crawford. I mean, he's not signed for a reason. You know, he's 40 years old. I get what I'm saying, Bill, though, is if you had to choose, if you get five extra players, right, and you're only choosing from either G League or guys on the street, you're telling me that Jamal Crawford or J.R. Smith is not a valuable option for this team? I mean, I guess depending on how you feel your depth chart is. I mean, if, if we think about it, we got, you know, I, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, if we signed J.R. Smith, I'm not, I'm not a Jamal Crawford fan. I, I haven't been for many, many years. I think he's had, had moments, but I don't think he's nearly the player you think he is anymore. I think we have G League players that we could bring up. I think we have at least two or three guys. And I'd be okay if you, got, if you signed a J.R. Smith kind of player. I think that if you're getting five extra spots, they're giving you that. Then why are why are teams not going out there and and there's probably already agreements being made. No, I think I think once things announced, we're going to see guys like Derek, like a handful of guys get picked up. Like you're going to see. I would much rather fill my five guy roster with like even like retreads. I'll take a um, uh, who's the guy I played in the big three. Um, play for the Nets for a little bit. Um, play for the Hawks. Point guard. Well, I think we tried him out. Oh, um, uh, not, 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 not Demetrius Jackson. No. You got guys that can't, like, there's guys out there. Um, that was his name. Play for the Hawks. Joe Johnson. Uh, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I'm Brett Brown or any coach, like I'm not taking five of my guys from, from the G league. Like maybe I, I don't, I don't, I don't see what Joe Johnson does for you. I don't think, I don't think Joe Johnson, you could put a piece of paper under his feet and a jump shot anymore. I, I don't, I, I honestly, I, John, I agree with you. I think that there are some guys out there. I don't think Joe Johnson's one of them anymore. All right, Mike, Joe Johnson might be a big example, but the Jamal Crawfords and the um, Jarrah Smiths of the world, like, I, I don't see why you're not going to take a flyer on a guy like that over some guy in the G League. That nine times out of ten when we have a guy in the G League, we don't even bring him up anyway. But that's my Sixers bias. At least I admitted it there. Now, look, we might grab, like, Trey Burke again. He worked out pretty well. Like, I like, I like Trey Burke over any of those other guys. I, I, I don't think JR is a good fit. I think he's just going to come in. He might have a game where we already got JR Smith. It's called Mike Scott, and he's a good player. But, but they're the same exact player. When they're streaky, they're going to give you 10 threes in a game. Fucking awesome. But when they're not, they ain't worth shit on the court. These guys are going to be like – you know, a guy off the bench that you're going to rely on. What I'm saying is if you get five extra spots and half of your team gets sick, 
I'd rather have those veterans than just a G League team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I guess it's, at that point, you're fucked either way. You might as well just keep your G League guy to give him the experience because I don't think Jared's best doing shit for you. But he's not. I think we're going to sign somebody. Not at this time. Not at this point. Don't say, don't say that. We've had guys in the, we've had that situation on, on, um, on our Philly sports teams and see what happened before. So don't say that. Don't say what? Don't say that just because just because half your team goes out that you're out of the out of the, the race here. I mean that's a that's a poor way of looking at things. In 2017-2018, when the Sixers or the Eagles lost their starting quarterback, you know, people counted them out, but there you go. See what happened? You can't you can't be like that. Wait, no, you're, 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 the, you're the same guy that said earlier that the Sixers are winning shit this year. Other pro bowlers on the team, you lead the league in rushing, and you have a top 10 defense that ha- that matches a lot of things. If you lose Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, you're done. That's it. It's, the season's over. I mean, no. that's your routine. You can no. put J.R. Smith, you can put J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford, whoever you want, with whatever we got. If Ben and Joel are not playing, it's over. If you lost Joel Embiid, that that's such a bullshit argument. Put put Al Horford where he's most well Embiid playing. The, the only like true star we have on this team, maybe ben, maybe a, 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 a potentially there. If Joel Embiid is the best center in, in basketball. Like Al Horford is done. Like we we got we we, we took a chance. It sucks. He can't play. Like he's not going to give you much. And then you got what? You got to- Tobias Harris. He's Toby. He's, no matter what, going to give you 20. He might give you a, you know, a couple here. What but- if he gets off? I mean, just to give up on that, I mean, that's such a, that's such a, a weird way of looking at it. It's not. It's, 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 the re- it's the reality that unless other teams get sick too and we're playing backups against backups, you know, I, 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 I don't see any – we, Joel Embiid is our only offensive matchup. That's a, that's a problem for teams that we play. If, so if teams down, are building super teams of three and four superstars, and one goes down, you can't win with it. I mean, the, look at the Golden State Warriors. They lost Kevin Durant. Okay, they lost, but they lost. But they had two of the all-time great shooters in the NBA playing still. Well, until Clay Thompson went down. What if what if what if Joel Embiid gets hurt? Warford pay, plays his position like he. He's done in the past when he was a little bit better, not older. And Ben Simmons has a jump shot, and maybe things are completely different. I said, honestly, John, John, if Ben Simmons had a jump shot, I'd say we had a fighting chance. But if Joel Embiid goes down, we we lose so much. I said, if Joel and Ben go out, to be clear for the argument, if we keep Ben and Joel goes down, we got a puncher shot. I, the I honestly, I, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, that's a poor way of looking at your ben, team. Ben, Ben, would need to start it's shooting. Poor way of looking at my team. It is. If my, two, if my two best players go out, I'm not beating Milwaukee in seven in, in a series. I'm not beating Boston in a series. I'm probably not even beating the Heat in a series. You're not Jesse beating Lorenz. Toronto. You're not beating Jesse Toronto. Lorenz. You're not beating Jesse. Name our receivers last year. Uh. The garbage can, the recycling can, and um, we got we've gotten to the playoffs. Okay, did we win? Yeah, so I, okay, great, but we didn't win in the playoffs. Uh, did we I win? Mean, we, we all didn't say, "Oh shit, fuck." We're, you know, I'm not watching. This is terrible. We had to win it. 
But well, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch. I'm not saying I'm not going to root for him. But I'm just saying that it's highly unlikely you have no that we're going to make any noise. That's it. All your expectations go out the window. I guess is the way to look at it. John, they win, right? But basketball. You can't can say we sat there and watched that Seahawks game when Carson went down and thought we were going to win the game. We hoped. We really hoped. Like we were I like, think, I think with a different backup quarterback, you had a better chance. Absolutely, <laughs> but we it, that, that's that's but that's all that's all whatever. I mean, you could say you could say if Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons go down, oh well, if we had someone other than Hal Horford, maybe we'd be able to win the game. But we, we don't. Have, we have two other guys that could be and would be superstars. In other teams, and those two guys are Tobias Harris and Al Horford. If you take them and put them on the Hawks, those are the two best players on the Hawks. Okay? No, the same. No, they're not. No, they're not. Trey Young's the best player still. Okay. Uh, and and I think the problem is for Al. I'm Horford, trying to use a team that isn't. I give you that. I give you the Let me find another team sure. that. Um, let me think. I'll give you Char- to Charlotte. Charlotte. Indiana Charlotte. Pacers minus Charlotte. Victor Oladipo. Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, Toby's the best. And Toby can take over. Like, Toby can put up 30. But, but, the, but this, isn't, this isn't the NBA of, like, 10 years ago, five years ago, where we didn't have big threes. Now we have, like, big fours and big fives. Every player on this, on this starting five, other than the Shake Milton's, the um, Matisse Thibels or name the next person you throw in that lineup, it is not, it is a superstar. I mean, if JJ Redick is on this team, this team is a, is a, is a quote unquote dream team of, of superstars. Al Horford, Ben, I, 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 JJ Redick. I, I wouldn't call JJ Redick a superstar. Oh, no. I, I mean, call JJ Redick a very solid role player at this point. I don't think JJ Redick was ever a superstar. I think he was a very good utility player, a very solid utility player. He's shit on defense. He was always shit on defense. Right, but he's a shooter. No superstar, with the exception of James Harden, is a shitty defensive player. And I guarantee you, if James Harden wanted to, he could dominate defensively. He just doesn't want to. He doesn't need to. He's smart. Save your energy for offense. Like in the paper. I love you, James. But J.J. Redick, J.J. Redick, was never a superstar in this league. He tried, but he just couldn't physically match up to, to two guards. He's a two guard, and that's the most athletic position he, in the NBA. Superstar. Was he a person that was he a person that you wanted on your team? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Do I want him still on this team? Absolutely. Right. But was he a superstar? No, I, I never. Oh, saw superstar him. was the wrong term. Star. Star. No, he he okay. was a he's the perfect piece that this team needs. Right now, him yeah. and Ben together with Joel, Toby, and whoever we make our four starter would have been fantastic. It really yeah. would have because it's such it's the spacing, this offense. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I mean this: Shake Milton is here to stay, and he's our new. And that's part of what I wanted to bring up. Our new starting. I love me some Shake. I love me starting five is Ben, Shake, Toby, um, Joel, and uh, J- Josh Richardson, and I like that five. That is an athletic five. Yep. And that spacing with shape. Jay Ridge can shoot. Toby, yep. obviously. Joel stays fucking in shape. 
Ben, like this is the team you need to have around the Ben. The only thing we're missing, the only thing we're missing is a is a lights out three point shooter. But that's what Shea kind of brings. He's a forty. We have Furcon. We have Furcon coming off the bench. That's you the got Furcon. You got Matisse, who's a spot up three and D kind of guy. Um, I still like people don't people don't realize how good Ben Robinson the third is and Alec Burks. Like I read an article recently that the Warriors were like furious that they tri- that they cut Robinson the third because he's great in the locker room and he's just clutch. As you know, the kind of guy you want on your team off the bench. Yeah, but the last time I also read that, like they're confused as to what their role is here, and yeah, that is that's, right away. That's a knock to Brett Brown. Well, it is. I think, and 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 Elton Brand and Brett Brown and the whole coaching staff because, and you know, I, I I and that's what I think is worrisome is like that. I think that goes into into my fear though too, John, with like the Joel and, and Joel and Ben go down thing. If we had Phil Jackson as our coach, I'd you know I'd almost feel no matter what happens, we feel good. We got Brett Brown, you know, and don't I love him as a guy? Like I root for him. I don't. I we got out coached in the Raptors series because we were the talent, more talented team, and we lost that series. We got out coached Boston series. We got out coached the Raptors series. It's unless unless our team is more talented, and we are by a lot most teams. Our, I, I, you know, I just, I, I don't have Brett faith in Brett to like just will this team to victory. Like, I don't think he has it to like light the fire under these guys like he needs, like like a Phil or you know a big time coach. Would but, you feel better if Jimmy Butler was still on this team and one of those went down? Hundred percent, percent. That that's that's what I'm sort of trying to emulate is that like having guys like Tobias Harris and, and Al Horford. Who you paid to stay or come or whatever? Like, there's your star, pick, John. There's they, your star. There's they should your pick star. up. They should pick up the slack when guys like that can hurt. Thank you. Like, it, it, it's inexcusable to think that like if a guy like Joel and B comes down, that Al Horford can't go in his spate, in his spot. That would be the whole reason why I would have paid Al Horford the money. If that was the reason why you paid Al Horford the money, I'm like, that's a great backup. That's a great backup. Absolutely. Yeah. But then say Joel goes down, right? Mm-hmm. And you have Al slide into the power or from power forward to to center, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's center, back up center now, Matt. So then you got so then you got you got your choices at power forward, okay? You got Kyle O'Quinn, you got Jonah Bolden. Now Toby's playing the power forward, Matt. That's what he's now. He's small. He now he's small. Uh, Right now, the lineup is this dude. The new lineup is Ben Simmons at point, um, Shake at the two, Jay Rich at the three, Toby at the four, and JoJo at the five. That's the lineup now. That's the back five we're going with. So, but but still from a but still from a skill set aspect, like Tobias is not a power forward. Yes, see that's the thing. I think he really is. And that's why we can't lose it to Phyllis because half his game is ISO back you down in the post because he's a true six ten. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I think I think I think the majority of Toby's game is rolling off screens, getting the ball in motion, and not having to to create his own shot. Whether he's underneath the basket or at the top of the key, he's rolling off screens. He's cutting to the basket. That's that is Toby's game. That's Toby's game, thousand percent. You, you cannot expect him to create his shot all the time. I don't, well, I don't know. Powerful. That's the problem. You, you, 
You just explain what he should be, what his game is, which is a power forward. A three should be able to create your own shot. ISO take you off the dribble one on one. Like that's not what he does, and he's trying to do that. No, I know, but you just said oh. that back down, back back guys down on the block and like bump it, yeah, that's I mean, still creating his own shot. Like that's not his game. His yes, game is his is cutting, is flashing off screens. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not it's it, he's not a creator. He's not, but, but like, he's, a when first, he's a finisher. He's a finisher. Post is not creating a shot. That's just backing somebody. Up. Creating a shot is getting it on the wing, the three point line, and clearing out, and either going somebody. Like that's what he's not like, and I, and that's why I think he struggled for this year because he can't guard the three, and he had him try to play the three without. He can't. He can't guard a true wing man. Like he, like he's not guarding. Trying to think, he plays the three. Like he, like uh, God, I'm trying to think. He's like a really good three. That he matches up with, like he can't guard probably like Jalen Brown on the Celtics. Like that's too quick. Could can he guard Tatum? Yeah, because Tatum's a four. But I I think it's just this team just doesn't have. I don't know. It's just tough to say. Your guard doesn't create shots. What's that? That also helps that your your point guard doesn't create shots. I agree. Everything is just clogged. It just clogged on offense. That's why I'm saying, going back to my original point. If someone like Joel Embiid went down and you had Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, um, Al Horford, and throw in Matisse, you know, the Mike Scotts of the world, um, I'm, I'm, I'm missing somebody else. Uh, uh, who else is in there? Shake, I'm sorry. Like, Shake's our starter now, yeah. Throw somebody else in there. That team, is, that team still win, can win a playoff series. Absolutely. Oh, I'm talking about a championship. I don't mean about a series. We're not there yet. Relax. You know what I mean? Like, anything so, can happen. I would, yeah, you'd still be excited if they were in the if they were in the finals. That's what I mean. If a guy like Joel or Ben went out, I think this team has enough guys, not superstars. That's the that was the wrong term. Enough stars: Tobias, Al, Josh Richardson, to step up. In my opinion. I agree. I just said that. I said they both can't be out. One of them can be out and still win. I think both of them out to real void. That, that puts a lot of heat on everybody. It's tougher, but I still think they could win. I think you win a first round playoff series. That that team without Ben, without Ben, there's no reason why not. Without I, Ben, I, I don't agree. I, I, that's Bull's point. I, I, they could win without one of them. They can't win a series no, what without I'm saying, both of them. They could win a fir- They could win a first. A first, you know, eight seed playoff series with that team with, without both of those guys. I think so. I mean, Even with the coach they have, so they're beating Boston without those two guys. You think? Well, that's not the that wouldn't be the lowest seed. I'm saying like if they played like a lower seed team. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, if they were playing like the Nets, I hate I hate to kick it back to this this argument of Toby at the power forward, but you're telling me that Tobias Harris. When he posts up on the block against the Milwaukee Bucks, he's going to be able to back down Giannis, Giannis is in Giannis. and or Brook Lopez because right now the starting lineup of the Bucks is Giannis at power forward, Brook Lopez at center. You're telling me that Tobias Harris is going to be able to back down either one of those guys and get his own shot at will. But I, I think that's a bad dog. I the answer is yes, because Giannis guards Ben Simmons and Lopez guards Embiid. That's how they play us. And that's why they can't match up with us. 
They have well, to put. Whoa, their- whoa, 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 whoa! But, 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 but our scenario was Embiid's out. Oh no! I'm saying with with the lineup how it is now, Toby is play. If 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 Embiid's out, I mean Toby's probably getting played by by Giannis, and that changes it completely because now he can't play on the wing because Giannis is too big. He can't get his own shot. Toby's fucked if he has to play against Giannis. Okay, he, he'll have to play garbage shit. Well, that was my point. Now, I, I, I was viewing it the whole time with Embiid is uh, out. No, no, I mean with our new lineup now. Like, with our new lineup now, with Joel, Toby, Jay Rich, um, Shake, and Ben, like, that lineup, Giannis, like, even when they play no matter what, Giannis plays Ben and Lopez guards Joel. So yes. that's why Toby plays good, because they had, like, Pat Connington on him. They had that other dude, uh, uh, guy, what's that other guy they got? Ah, uh, shit! But they, but Toby was just annihilating them. Middleton. Talking about Middleton? No, no, on the Bucks. Who's that other guy they got? Ah, uh, shit. Middleton. Oh, oh uh, that guy, uh, Matthews, Wesley Matthews. He's their three, and Toby was just abusing, abusing. I, I, I also think positions. Well, are, well Wesley Matthews is actually, is also a shooting guard. But that's <laughs> but I'm saying that's how they play because they play Eric so. Wesley Matthews and Connington, they they play three guards. And Giannis they got defen- they got DiVincenzo too, who's like, you know, shorter shorter than us. Yeah, he- in the NBA t- too today, like they're look at LeBron. LeBron plays all five positions. Yeah. You know, like, LeBron's a freak. I mean Right, but I mean a guy like Ben Simmons, with all his qualms aside, should be easily uh, uh, have the ability to play all five positions. Well, on the defense on the defensive end, he's a freak. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Giannis is a little bit different of a of a of a of a guy. I mean, he. I think he can also play all all five positions. You have to put your best defender on Ben because if you don't, he'll take whoever you got to the rack every time. And that's the one thing I will say about Ben. That's a bonus. Is if you don't put your best defender on Ben, he will abuse. If you yeah, he will own you. He'll he'll own you. So that's what's good about why we match up so well with the Bucks. Because he wears the shit out of Giannis. Like, the Bucks don't beat us by much when they beat us, and we beat them a lot. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not scared. The Raptors, the and, he, and, Raptors and Celtics scare me more than it's the Bucks. Celtics and the Raptors. I totally, <laughs> anybody else, I think we're good. I think the Celtics and Raptors, like, because it's just, like I said, it's all about matchups. The Celtics have too many skilled positions. They're yeah. like us, but like better. That's another team that has a, a whole bank of stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? A guy like Jalen Brown goes down. There's a guy like Marcus Smart ready to step in. Great. Not same position. I understand that. But, again, they have a fruitful bench of guys, and, and, and it, it always works out well for teams like that that have deep benches, guys that can play multiple positions. Not let's, just, not forget, let's not forget they, that they acquire – they have Kemba Walker now too. Yeah, Kemba, Gordon Haywood, Jason well, I think I, I said early on when we had to start this podcast that Kemba I think is is better for them than Kyrie. And hey, three I, I, What's I, 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 at this point in 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 their both their careers, I'd have to agree. Kemba, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, here's another question: Golden State is fucking like Clay and uh, Steph going to be healthy? But they're not. They're not. Oh yeah, no, they're out of it. They're out. I mean, they, they're the worst team in the league, or one of the sort of second worst. Yeah, teams they're out of it. I got it. Okay, so that's right. They didn't. They didn't send 
They didn't give like certain teams. They didn't make the cut. Yeah, eight teams didn't make it, and they're definitely one of the eight for sure. Yeah, they didn't make the cut. And I think that that's by design probably on their end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Only the guys with young players want like the Hawks want to meet up, the Timberwolves want to meet up, but, but like the guys, the veterans like that, they're like, fuck this. You know, it, 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 it ain't no point in showing up for that. But yeah, no, I think, uh, um, I think what I was going to say earlier in the episode, but we got off NBA, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, this could be a blessing or a curse for LeBron because it's shortened, but the haters are going to say, oh, this is an asterisk championship for LeBron. As you know, as opposed to people that got LeBron's back, that would say, "Oh, this is the third championship on a on a third team, oh, third team for a championship." So it's it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers do pull this out and win a chip. How LeBron gets, I guess, accepted by the media. He'll probably win another one there, depending I, on if Anthony Davis stays. I think I think they got this year and next year, and next year's only a big if because supposedly Anthony Davis is not a lock to come back. Yeah. He's not like, in love with L.A. He doesn't like like being out there. Potentially. So I've heard of our red, whether that bullshit or not. Some of the agent trying to get more whatever. But he turned down the max before this whole thing. He turned down a uh, five-year, uh, $189 million. So, Yeah, $169 million because he wants the super max, which is like the five-year, 210 or something. But now they're saying he might not even get like half of that because of pandemic shit. Because they're going to lose all the um, Chinese China made it official. Didn't get a lot of play two weeks ago that they will not that they will not broadcast any NBA games for another calendar season. So that means they lose another year of Chinese ad revenue money and China money. So money's going down next year, big time, like big time. And so it's, it's you know what though. He's going to get all that money no matter what. He signed the contract. Again, he's going to, um, I feel bad. The guy's already made $120 million. He's going yeah. to get another $100. Again, I'm not, I'm not even sleeping with the guy, but it's like everything else. It's, you know, I think, but, but it's just, it's a LeBron thing. I think that, like, if he leaves, how's LeBron, like, who's LeBron going to get over there to help him? Like, this could be LeBron's last real shot at a chip. Yeah. Like, potential. I don't know. I mean, maybe if Anthony goes back, no way. Like, not, but if Davis leaves, I don't know what LeBron's going to do. If he, get, if he got yeah. a really good point guard, he needs a good point guard. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess they could uh, bring Lonzo back. He, 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 he might be a free agent. No, I mean, there's always there's always guys that are could be traded. Dame. Yeah, I don't know if he goes that way. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he he might be able to get a superstar potentially. Yeah, like you know, Bradley Beal maybe or something to help yeah, him out. Paul, it's a good one. I can see Chris, Paul. Can see Chris Paul going there. They stopped Chris Paul from getting traded to the Lakers or some shit. Wasn't that like David Stern? When he was on the Pelicans, the Orleans Pelicans, they, they vetoed a trade because yeah. they said it was going to be a monopoly or some shit. Like him, Kobe, and Shaq or something. Or I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. Let's just hope to tie this all up that Ben and Joel don't get hurt, but. Uh, I, I was more thinking sickness than hurt. I was thinking that. the story in Philadelphia is if something happens to your team, rally around them. Underdog mentality. Still got it. Right. So, so going off of the uh, what you just said in Philly sports, um, I'd like to start to wrap up the episode with two questions. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know we have, I think we also have a breaking news comment from John. And I, and I knew that he can, that he can intervene at any, at any given moment. And I saw something about the baseball stuff that I want to segue back to, too. Well, right, give me quick breaking news. Quick. I'll make it quick. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Quick. Then Jesse and then Matt's questions. Okay. I'll do make it real quick. All right. Hold on. So breaking news. Better be breaking, John. I'm excited. Pixar. It's a Pixar comment. According, uh, according to Barstool Sports, USA Olympic boxer says she accidentally ingested steroids via unprotected sex. Houston Olympic boxer Jeannie F- Futches tested positive for a prohibited substance and was determined to have been inject- ingested by her during sex without fault or negligence. She got a pass. Comments? Wait. Can you repeat that? So nope. They're saying sex. They didn't say if it was if it was a vaginal or other places. Listen, how did she get the blood? Ingest steroids via unprotected sex. Well, I would assume your bloodstream would absorb absorb it regardless of how it happened, and then. But the, if there, what do I have to put like? I don't know. I don't even know how that would work. It's just breaking news. I wanted to break it up. It sounds like breaking bullshit to me. I mean, also the threshold for um, to get popped in the Olympics for any of that stuff is is so small. But I mean, God damn, that's a that's a uh, yeah, that's a healthy dose of (laughs) something. I I figured it was uh, it was very I, I saw the link and I was like. I'm going to click on this, but I'm very con- confused, and I figured that would be breaking for you guys, and hope you enjoy Yeah, it. I saw that earlier, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> uh, well, John did. Don't put a pass. So, Don't so put a pass. To, to segue back to baseball and while the, why the owners are full of shit, so baseball's revenue's been up for 17 straight years. The last five years, they've, they've, their revenue has been, for five years straight, has been over $10 billion yeah, boy. <laughs> so we know what Jesse was doing the whole time we were talking NBA. This we're fan podcast brought to you by Comcast. Yeah. Comcast. So what was it, Jesse? Um, so they did ten. They've they've done ten billion dollars a year for like five years straight. Right. They have a five point one billion dollar TV deal coming up. That's a 40% increase on what they've got now. And they have a $1 billion um, deal with Nike for the uniforms. The league has never been making more money than they've ever been making than, than they are right now. So I don't want to hear the fucking owners saying they need the players to subsidize the league right now. They've, made, they've, they've raked in record amounts of money for 17 straight years. This is not the time for the owners to be like, Gosh, guys, we're not making a lot of money. You know, I mean, all the, all the players should get together and start their own team. One, all the expensive players should take all their money together and buy a franchise and make a team-owned team or a player-owned team. If that's like if that's, like Green, like oh, or or fan-owned team like Green Bay, like right? Green Bay, yeah. 
That's Jeff Why? Let me ask you something. Why? Why is there not more of that? Well, because it's I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. We could shelf it for another episode, but like, yeah, there's a lot of beef about owners versus players nowadays more than ever, right? So, why don't the people take the power back? Because they don't have the money. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need people. You need like the Bryce Harpers of the world to take all their money and put it all in. You know, a bid for a team, and you know, five hundred million. What's it cost to buy a team now? But think about it, though. It's okay, and um, and I'm just spitballing math here. I'm just going to break it down real quick. And so, ten million dollars they made. So that's over thirty-two teams. So that means each team approximately got about three hundred million, maybe two seventy-five million. I think they said it was like three fifty-four or something like that per team. Three fifty-four. So. The bigger, like the Phillies have a payroll, like the upper echelon teams have the payrolls in the 150 to 200 million range. So then I know that that's just the profit they're claiming they made. Phillies are active a payroll of 150 million right now. So there you go, 150 mil. That does not include executives and other staff that they, stadium staff, whatever. Salaries. So, so, you know, so just say, and this is a high guesstimate, just say another 50 mil on top. For everything, because there's a lot of people in front offices, shit like that. So say 200 million in salaries and different shit. Then you got, you know, the game, the game money you make in 81 games. I'm sure that's a couple hundred million you make, I would think, for games. So I guess the reality, when it comes down to it, it's and, and again, this is just talking outside the box. If from an owner standpoint, it's like well, if I'm going to pay a player, like my highest paid player, say makes you know 30 million dollars, whatever price makes 26. Right? It's. I, I think an owner is going to want to make multiple times more than what his highest paid player makes. So it's like I'm thinking owners want to make a couple hundred million a year from this from this investment they're putting out there again. But I agree, they should take it on the chin this year because if you don't, you're going to get fucked next year. People are going to boycott you like a motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. And that, was my, uh, that was the one I, question I had like like a while ago when we were talking about this. Is like. Okay, they're thinking about all the money that they're going to save or potentially save this year, but the, but the way that they're going about it, on the flip side of this, how much are they risking to lose due to like their reputation? Well, the, owner, the owners are looking at it if in two years, if they can break the, the union, how much more money do they make? if they can drop payroll by right. 20 or 30%. So one more thing I wanted to get, I, I just want to ask, and Bill, you're the numbers guy here. So just, just spitball, right? Currently in 2020, there are an estimated 5,717,000 residents in Philadelphia. Okay. The Philadelphia Phillies is a franchise in 2020 is estimated value worth $2 billion. $2 billion? Yes. So, so if we divvied that up amongst the residents of Philadelphia, what would, it, what, would it, what would it cost for the residents of Philadelphia to buy the Phillies? I think, and I, I could be off, I think that, that there's 5 million people. Maybe it's either forty thousand or four hundred. Say six. Say six million. Because it's, it's at five. It's at five seven. So round up. 
I think I'm I'm thinking so if it's if it's two billion dollars, I think maybe thirty thousand a resident, give or take. It's off my head. Either thirty thousand or three hundred thousand. So it's one of it's one of those two. I think it might be thirty thousand then. Wait, that's not right. I'm just because my calculator won't go that high. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I tried. I tried while you guys were talking, and it doesn't go that high. So I, I think I think it's either, it's either thirty thousand or three hundred thousand, John Range. I think it might be thirty because six million. I think yeah. So yeah, like thirty thousand a person. To be the, six million. You said six million people. Yeah. Yeah, four hundred sixteen thousand dollars each. Yeah, each. so three hundred thousand. No, okay, so there's no, so, so so there's actually no fucking way that the city of Philadelphia will buy could buy the Phillies. I mean, that's and then, that's just evenly that's evenly parsing it out like amongst all the residents. Now there's you know there's the Rittenhouse crowd and there's other other neighborhoods in other financial classes that could probably put more money towards it than others. You know what I'm saying? But you also need to put in money down the road for for big time signings and stuff like that. So it wouldn't uh, be just a that's wrong. It would be four hundred and sixteen dollars. That's okay. It would be four hundred and sixteen dollars times six million gives you close to two point five billion. Okay. So say so so say like five hundred dollars a person to yes. own your own baseball team. Yes. But then you have to figure out ownership on how it's divvied up. Then there's like a. a I would well, say there, there would be. There were, I would imagine. I haven't done the digging, but I imagine Green Bay has has appointed, you know, a board. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, but those, those guys make the decisions, and everybody else doesn't make those decisions. Yeah. Exactly. But and, but but everyone else gets to vote on who's on the board. Yeah, sure, but it's not like you'd reap the benefits of a sale. Yeah, and and yeah. like they they always talk about how like you can buy stock in in the Packers, the stock that the average Joe Schlub fan buys, really it, it's a token thing. It doesn't grant them anything. You have to get to the next level of stock before you reap any financial benefits. I'm just from- thinking. I'm just thinking if more teams took that approach, would it be a different a, a different environment that we're dealing with in professional sports? That's all. I, I don't know. We can shelf it for another another episode. I'm just thinking like if if forty percent of the major of Major League Baseball took that approach, would it be different? Or the NBA, or the NFL, or if it was retired players, or you know, ex-player. It, maybe it's not current players, but if it was like, think about having, think about having Ryan Howard on your board for the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Or yeah. you know, uh, uh, Chase Chase Utley, yeah. you know, like that type of that type of caliber of person who loved it in Philadelphia. You know, a lot. Or, 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 touch on take Eagles, for instance. Look at all the guys that played for the Eagles who still live in Philadelphia, who who planted their roots in Philly. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the the, the Eagles go that route and and boot Jeffrey Lurie out, but I'm saying, like hypothetically, if they if if it ever came to that, 
you know i guess you could you could say that the people that own seed licenses are are, are pretty much the uh the owners of you know of the eagles because without that seat license like you have no entrance to the stadium and i mean it's a bad bad example but like that's the closest thing really is a seat license yeah that's your property within the grounds of link of the lincoln financial field the one thing i wanted i wanted to bring up though we're talking about how the owners in baseball are going to be so if they fuck this up, they're going to lose a shit ton of money. I totally disagree with that. If they're, what's going to happen is, and, and we can see this right now with sports, Major League Baseball, if they play a season this year, fans aren't going to be there, okay? What's going to happen next year when, let's just, God willing, there's a vaccine to this, this, this uh, pandemic, right? People are going to be clamoring to get to a sporting event because they haven't had it for two years or a year and a half. They're gonna they're gonna be so apt to go to the stadiums to buy season tickets to tailgate in the parking lot because they didn't do it last year. It's gonna be such a money making machine that if they don't play this year, they're screwing themselves. But if they play this year, yeah. But if they don't play, I'm telling you, they don't play this year. Pass on it. Who cares? Next year, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a they're gonna rake in even more money. Well, 94, after the 94 strike season, they didn't make money for what, Jesse? Eight, nine, ten years? Until the yeah, early 2000s? There's a difference between a strike and because of a pandemic. No, that's what this is. This, no, you, this isn't because of the pandemic. This is because of money. And both sides, yeah, both, and that, but, it's, but that, nobody, but that's my point, though. No one's going to show up to the stadiums anyway, even if they play. So all the, all the time and energy and beer and jerseys and hats and t-shirts that stuff isn't going to happen anyway this year what's going to happen is next year people are going to have that itch that they need to scratch to do that tailgate to get a group of friends over because you know what last year we couldn't do it we're going to have even bigger tailgates we're going to go to even more games because you know why last year we couldn't do it and that again that's how i feel about it i mean if, if i can't go to an eagles game this year which doesn't look like it's probably going to happen. I'm not. I'm not interested in going to one. But like, I'll tell you what. In two years or a year and a half from now, when, when this is all said and done, God willing, I'm going to be clamoring to get to games. Clamoring. I mean, the reality is, I, I, some people will be, but I think there's also the other reality too. It's they're real diehard fans who crave baseball in these towns and won't get it this year because. Greedy billionaire owners won't pay their millionaire players enough money. It's a lose lose. It's a lose lose. If you play, they're going to be televised. Everyone gets their fix. If you don't play, next year, next year, I have all my money saved. That I that I that I got my stimulus check. I got this. I got that. I'm going to save for for maybe a ten game, twenty game package. It's fine. They're not going to be hard up for any of that shit. And the fans, the fans are are. Stupid, like they're not going to be like, "Well, piss on baseball." Like this is stupid. I, I mean, then, then, I mean, then why did they do that for after the strike? It took it took the Sosa McGuire eruption to bring baseball back from the dead. If it wasn't, and that's why they allowed steroids to be to be rampant because well, they that, something that people. That's a, that's an inherent issue of the game of baseball. It's not it's not an issue of like they didn't play, you know. They didn't. They didn't play that season because of a pandemic or because of whatever. There, that there's a, there's definitely an inherent issue of 
actually baseball being a uh, a fun sport to watch. Some people are on this side of the fence. Some people are on this side of the fence. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I think it's the way I think people, I think the casual fan won't be affected. I think it's, it's going to be hard for the, for I think speaking, I guess, I, 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 I don't know what I would call myself necessarily, but I don't know. I'd be hard pressed and motivated for next year. I don't care baseball this year, it's just because of money. And I, and, and I watch basketball and football players go out and do the same thing. They figured it out, but baseball yet can't do it. Fuck the owners. And I'm not mad at, I'm not as mad at the players as, as I am the owners in that situation. But man, I'm not happy with the players either for not being able to say, you know, hey, I get it. And, you know, they had every right like before. They have every right. They're risking their health. They don't want to go out there. But if you're telling me that you don't want to go play a game for three months and even if you only made a million dollars and they're going to pay you seven hundred fifty thousand dollars I'm sorry, like, it's, it's hard to be like, I get your point, man. I get your if, point. If, if, yo, if basketball let's canceled, if basketball didn't, can't, it didn't, doesn't play, right, and they canceled, would you not watch it next year? I don't know. You definitely would watch it. You're, you're, you're lying if you tell me other, any other way. Let's be real. If, this, if the tables were turned and the NBA owners were turning the screws to the, on the players like this, the NBA players wouldn't be like, oh, I love basketball so much, I'm just going to go play. Every one of them would be like, fuck you. We had an agreement. Fuck you. Pay me. Like, let's let's be real. You're, but but that's not what I'm trying to argue here. We're trying to I'm trying to argue for the fact that if a major league association, NBA, NHL, all any of them, if any of them canceled the season, to argue that the the, the owners are not going to make a ton of money next year because everyone's going to scratch the itch because they didn't have it this year is just, I, I just don't, I just don't agree with that. I mean, people are going to be clamoring to do it. If you, if right now you can't go to the mall to buy Jordans because you love Jordans, I know what's going to happen when the mall opens, you're going to run your little ass and you're going to drive to the mall and you're going to wait in the line and you're going to buy Jordans. Like, cause you, you haven't been able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, well, certain things are going to, you know, certain things, yeah. I mean, you know, it's buying Jordans isn't the same as missing out on a fun leisure activity because the guys you're watching are extremely wealthy and, yes, they didn't feel it was worth it. And, again, I think it's a personal opinion. People who are very sympathetic to the, to the pandemic probably might just give everybody a pass and saying, I don't care about this season and I want everybody to be healthy. But then there's a lot of dire baseball fans who – Love baseball, and I think it's going to be tough for them to swallow. And you're and you're right. I guess I, the owner banking the love of the game to oversee any kind of frustration over money, and that's a risk they took in '94. Didn't really work out well for them for about six, seven years. This could be different, though, John. I'd I mean, love to see the I love to see the 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 stats or the or the numbers on the people that after the '94 season didn't show up in the '95 '96 season. They were I, 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 I bet without even it was bad. It was bad. After the, 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 the attendance was down fifty percent across the board, minimum, if not more. Without looking at it, one thing at all right now, I could be way off, but I can tell you, I was a huge baseball fan back then, and nobody fucking went to games. Stadiums were empty. I hope, hopefully, Jesse could find find some some data behind it, but I know. Maybe also with the with, yeah. with the how we are with with TV and online and stuff like that. Like maybe 
now it's a little bit easier and and, and better. And better Scotty's different. It's very different. It's a very what's next culture right now. So it's next year they can forget about it. Like you said, they could be cool and say, hey, you know, last year was last year. It was fucked up. That started new. I just like I said, it's it's one of those things that baseball baseball could be playing within like a week or two realistically if they got this shit straightened. And they're not like and I and I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's I guess cool. I don't blame the side. It's just disappointing. I guess twenty percent down. Twenty percent. That's nothing. Yes, but it took three years for it to rebound, and the only reason it bounced back was you had Cal chasing a record, and you had the Sosa McGuire thing. Yeah, he had steroids. He had the steroid. You take those two things out, and there was no there was no enticement for for casual fans to tune in. Before money was really big. That was before TV money. You guys make it think it's like a cult, like a baseball fan cult, and they're just like not going to show up. They still, in 2020, where they're going to show up to games. They're still season ticket holders. No one gave up on the sport of baseball. It's not like it's not like it's the XFL or or I'm I'm I'm, I'm blanking on another. Uh, you know, it's not the it's not the the lacrosse league that like folded. It's not the arena football league. Like it's never going to go away. So losing twenty percent in nineteen ninety four, and then making your nut back up seven years later because of whether it's steroids or Cal Ripken, that's, that's business. Like you're going to, you're going to take a nut drop and then in six, seven years, you're going to see it increase. No one's ever going to just stop watching games just because of some either pandemic or strike. It's just never going to happen. There's too much time, money invested in all these leagues and all these fans for them to just say, nah, fuck you. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm done. I'm going to go spend my money on, on a pair of golf clubs and take up a new hobby or go fishing. It's just never going to happen, especially in this town, in my opinion. Phillies, I don't know. The Phillies were a pretty good team last year, and they didn't sell out very often, I can tell you that. And they were in the playoff hunt the entire year. Well, so. and, and you have you have baseball is competing with the tail end of basketball season. for um, be completely fucked. <laughs> for, for for fan dollars, yeah, and then, that, and then uh, in, in, in some markets you're competing with uh, the MLS. In some markets, so like the Well, I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not saying, no, like California, some areas, you're right. Oregon soccer's up there. Sorry, right up there. It's it's up there. So, but, but you're you're going to be competing for those fan dollars and. You know, for a long time, it was real easy to justify. I mean, granted, the Union were terrible too, but like there were a, a bunch of years where the Phillies were atrocious. So when I'm looking at like, all right, I want to do something in the summer, it's easier to justify spending money on the Union than the Phillies because the Phillies are god awful. And today, you're gonna, you can do that sitting on your couch. You huh? can invest the time and energy sitting on your couch to watch a sporting event. You don't yeah. have to go to the game and buy the $16 beers and pay the $40 for parking. You can sit on your couch right now and invest the time and energy to watch the games, which we're all going to do once July 30th hits. We're all going to watch NBA games. It's yeah. not like we're just going to be like, fuck the NBA because they're only playing half a season now, and this is bullshit, and it's going to be an asterisk season. Like We're still going to watch. No, yeah. but I also think that the NBA got, got it somewhat right. 
And, and I think what our argument is is that M- MLB is still fucking up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what well, it is. The, the only God-saving grace of the NBA is the fact that Disney is like, okay. Yeah, but MLB's got Arizona. So what, what, what's the fucking difference? They've got Arizona, and then they also have the the Grapefruit League in Florida. Like, you have two turnkey places you could play the entire fucking thing. You just have to have the, the, the will to do it. It's it's money. Yeah. It's money. And it. again, the owners are using this as an opportunity to artificially drive down their contract. And let me tell you, the NBA is still riding high on their TV on their t- on their TV deals. The MLB, the MLB has been st- starting to tailspin a little bit in ratings in recent years, and it's 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 a different scenario money wise. It's it's not even close. I can see how you can make an argument for like NBA. They all play in an arena. It's the same size and whatever. NHL, it's the same size of the arena. It's the same same size ice rink. The MLS, maybe I don't I don't know that much about soccer, but I assume they all play in the same size fields. When it comes to baseball, uh, Philly's ballpark is ten times different than the Blue Jays' ballpark, as it is the Yankee Stadium is as a Fenway. So. Yeah. You could you could make an argument that maybe these guys don't want to play in the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't even know if it's at Arizona's Diamondbacks field or if it's some farm league a field where maybe these guys don't want to play in. I, I don't know. I feel I feel, I feel terrible. I feel terrible for them. I know. Well, but it's, I, it's you could you could argue of, that half of baseball has their spring training in Arizona and the other half of have it in Florida. Basically, but. Yes. <laughs> And to, to get back to your point about fields, John, uh, FIFA mandates max or max and minimums for dimensions, but every field is slightly different. Okay. But again, the, the hill in center field at that one stadium is much different than the length of the of the green monster, per se. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's a reason why these guys want to play, but again, like when you look at sports, like baseball is probably the one area where you probably feel most comfortable in your hitting in your park, playing in your park because you know how it plays where like a basketball court is a basketball court is a basketball court. True. But these guys are professionals, right? So I don't want to hear that's not an excuse in the bigs. It really isn't. And, and I also I also think too that like it's tough for baseball. There's a lot more people, a lot more players. It's it's a you know I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses for it, but it's it's a lot. I think the the logistics of baseball compared to twelve guys on a team for 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 basketball is you know it's it, it's much easier to take you know to how many guy basketball teams twenty six they letting down there. 26 teams, 12 guys plus personnel. But then you're going to, for baseball, you're starting with all the teams, all the players, you know, like where it's like you need 30 fields. Like, what do you, I mean, what do you do? You split time. Like from what I understand, Disney has numerous, numerous places to play. So like they can have five courts, six courts going at a time. Well, Jesse, is it, was it you that just said that like 
half the half the MLB has their spring training in Arizona. Yeah, there's that's a lot of field. That's a lot of fields, right? It's it's the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Yeah, they they split it up. That's a lot of fields. Like you'd think, like you split, you say like National League, American League, American League go play in Arizona, National League go play in uh, in Florida, yeah. and then split it up that way, and then. Maybe you do something different with the with the um, with the scheduling, so you don't play like interleague. I don't know. You well, the, the, the problem is, I think it's more geo, geo, uh, geographical. Like the Yankees are in Florida, the Red Sox are in Florida, the Phillies are in Florida. Like, so you'd almost have to you almost have to take. You would either have to do no interleague, and then no interleague. You can't do interleague. But then the problem is. What do you do with the National League teams that play in, in in Arizona? Because half of the National League teams play in Florida and half of them play in Arizona. So if you you're not doing interleague, you split it. Yeah. You say fuck it. Guess what? Take a longer plane ride to the East Coast. You flip flop them. It's just it's just one flight, and they're there. That's yeah. it. You know. And the grand scheme so, things, it's fucking sports and. Hey, it's, it's sports, and we all love it at the end of the day. I so. just want to watch baseball. Like, God damn it, I just want to watch baseball. Let's, Dodgers game. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to another topic that has no bearing of a pandemic or money or anything. Let's just have fun, okay? We're gonna go back in time, and we're gonna go around. We're gonna go around. The, the room here, the, the, the quote-unquote room. And um, I'm going to ask you guys this question. If you could go back in time to a specific time in Philly sports history and change the outcome, where would you go back? Who wants to go first? Can I ask one question now? Because I always have questions. Is it... Is it a certain game or could it be like a series or could it be a shot or a field goal kick? Like what the anything your little heart desires, John. Love it. Love the parameters. So you're first. Fuck. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go, go ahead, first. Jesse. <laughs> it's the 2011 NLDS. It's I mean, it's that like Cliff Lee spotted a four run lead in the second inning and he chokes he absolutely chokes and absolutely has been given a pass by this fan base from that moment on he choked he costed he cost them that series if they win that game if they win that game the series is basically over because the phillies destroyed them in the first game they would have won the second game we would have won the third huh well, yeah, because because of the best of five, and yeah. we were up, yeah, we went up two. We won game three, and we 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 beat Perez like who was unbeatable at home. We beat him in game three, and then shit the bed in game four. We didn't yeah. well, we get beat. I mean, he just got beat in game four for the season, and then we come home, and yeah, I'll let you finish. But yeah, that was yeah, like quickly shits the bed. He was spotted four runs, and he shit the bed. And then Howard's the villain because he strikes out and blows out his leg, and he's never the same player. After that, but they win that game, they win that series. They probably win the World Series that year. That team was a, a, was a was so dominant. Jesse was, was so that the year? Watch. 
Jesse, was that the year that we were all in my house for a party and we 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 all gathered around my television and watched Ryan Howard fucking shatter his leg? Yes, it was. As Jesse freezes again. I, I think so. No, that was 2009 when you punched me in the nuts. That was... Okay, so I'm going to go next. And I'm going to go back to 2009... Because that's the first that's that's the thing that sticks out in my mind the most. 2009 World Series against the Yankees. I wish I, I could go back in time and we could rewrite it and make it right and beat the Yankees that year. That way, Jesse's nuts do not get crushed. By twice, by the way, twice, twice. Well, the one, the one, the one, the one time I remember it. The second time I do not remember. It. <laughs> that was a whiskey just because of how good of a party it was <laughs> those the 07 08 09 pretty much 07 through 11 we were drunk the whole time I don't even know how much Jameson physically my body consumed because we, we were we were drunk it was it was such a fun time in our lives like we, took- we thank we thank the Phillies for it it, it was it was so epic it was unbelievable. Like we took turns buying fifty Jameson, like one a day, because we went through one a day easily. So many, so many ups and downs. I would, I would, I would like to say that there were more ups than downs. But when, when there were ups, it was really, really up. And then when there were downs, you had guys like Jesse getting punched in the nuts for no reason. And um, it's just because Jesse. It's just because I care about our teams so much that you must have said something that put me in a way in my drunken stupor and it's just what happened so 2009 that's my that's my choice i wish i could go back and rewrite it and we're world series champs and jesse's nuts are intact i i <laughs> think it was um the first dick punch was when um Rivera struck out the side to end one of the games in the ninth. And um, that was the first dick punch. And then the second one was when we had the bonfire. And that was at the end of the night. Yeah. That was at the end of the night. And you dropped me like a sack of bricks almost into the fire. It, it's funny. Is the, the, the one at the end of the night is the one I remember. The first one earlier in the night, I think it was just blind rage. And I was just seeing red. And I don't even remember doing it. The, yeah, the second one, you, because um, you were dressed like Pee Wee. Yes. You dropped me like a sack of bricks and and then did the Pee Wee laugh. And um, yeah. Fucking and I believe you, you somehow magooed. You, oh, we were going to do like an arm over, like arms on the shoulders type thing for like a picture or something. And you had no intention of doing that. So you waited till my arms were up. And you, so I was defenseless. <laughs> what a dick. And, yeah. Well, John, I, I'm yours because I'm going to save mine. I, I'm, I'm going to save mine. I, uh, I, I think I know what I think I know what John's is. No, nah, I don't think you do. I know what mine is, and it's a good one, but so, I don't want to speak it. So I'm, I'm going to go back to Eagles season, and you think it's a Super Bowl, but it's not. I wish that. Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb could coexist as 
quite possibly the best one-two punch to ever go down in this city. They would have made so much magic in this town. Yep. That there would have been a this statue. Is, this is after. This is this is post Super Bowl loss, right? Yeah. This, this is post Super Bowl loss because he was released the next season. I wish that they paid him the money that they gave him what he wanted. That McNabb could have coexisted with him and not got all butthurt, and that they could have played for five, six years. Um, later, because let me tell you something, they would have been incredible to watch. John, we have one season of it, yeah, and it was spectacular. And if those two guys could have just kumbaya and you know went went to a a bar together and just talked it out, and somebody mediated it or whatever, it would have been one of the greatest things that we ever witnessed in Philly sports. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, to this day, they still haven't really, like... No, they still have beef. They still hate each other. Um, John, I think you're right, because at the least, Donovan's a, Donovan's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right now? Yeah. If, if they'd stayed together. Oh, if they stayed together, I... I he's, mean, yeah. He's I, fringe I, now. He's a fringe Hall of Famer now. Yeah, I, I think that he could have put I'd out. Vote, I'd vote yes for Donovan. The stats, the stats Donovan would have had because of T.O. They would have put up Brady Ball in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they probably win a Super Bowl. Probably. And yeah. if, you, if you go back to that Super Bowl, they were super close there. And that guy led the team in, I believe, yards in, his, in the Super Bowl on a fucking broken ankle. Yeah. Like the guy was a machine. If if I was Jeffrey Laurie, I would have been like, dude, like the way they are now. That the- is that is that was the definition of Philadelphia in my yeah. mind. Yeah, you he- go out there with a broken fucking bone, oh. and you 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 perform at the highest level, no matter what. Right. That was the most frustrating part of the whole situation is that we saw what he did. You know, I get that he didn't, he wasn't fan a fan of McNabb or vice versa, but for what the guy did, if they would have just given him the contract, he would have been like, it, it would have, everything would just would have been fine. They were like, too much in bed with McNabb, is what it was. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. But it, it, it's interesting to look back at that and be like, wow, what could have been? Let me tell you, another, another, now, another 10 years down the road, okay? We we fast forward now, and I, I I don't want to bring this up like we always do, but if you fast forward to last year or two years ago, if if Wentz and and Foles could have coexists from not that they didn't hate each other, but if the team could have made it work, I, I think it would have been I don't know I I would have been all for it. Anyway. Well, what I was going to bring up is fast forward ten years from now when. Andy Reid is retired. Yeah. What's going to come out? I mean, the talk about I mean, I mean, they're pretty vocal. I mean, they just hated each other. But before we get crazy, because it's going to combine some Eagles related, just take it down another rabbit hole. It's, it's really simple. And it's going to, I guess we'll see what the next few years holds because if Alshon catches that ball against the Saints and we win that game, and go to an NFC Championship game, 
And Nick does what I think we all know he would have done against the Eagles. Just forget Nick, just the Eagles against the Rams, who were very beatable, who barely beat the Cowboys to get to that game. Back-to-back Super Bowls? Back-to-back. Changes his whole franchise. Changes his whole franchise. Whether we keep Nick or not doesn't matter, but two back-to-backs. Wow. Backup quarterback. I mean, that warrants that warrants the music all over again. I mean, literally, I mean, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, we could have called it, got a field goal. They could have got, got a 50 yard at the buzzer. You don't know. But if he catches that ball, at the very least, we're in field goal range. If we don't score a touchdown, at least to go ahead by more. And then we go to L.A. for the conference championship. And the Rams would not have been able to handle this heat. If we come in after beating the Bears in Chicago, and then New Orleans in New Orleans. Here's my question. Would you still would you still kept Wentz? That's the, that's the question. That becomes the issue. How could how how we cut a two time Super Bowl champion? If that went down, it's big ifs. I get it. Um, but the mojo, like the Alshon drop, has so many ramifications to this franchise, and it's just it's so recent. Like I mean, I mean, I know we all like, don't forgot it. I mean, it was a long game, but I mean, that game, we were, I remember at being at Shedders, he made those fucking gin drinks, the fucking with that Hendrix. Oh my God. Oh my God. Fucking wasted in the first we quarter. Were so, we were, we were riding so hard. 14 It was unbelievable. Like, it was, oh my God. Bill and I, Bill and I were riding so high. The, the first half of that game. The first game. The first and game. I was making these that, drinks. I was making these drinks. They were hitting. They were hitting the spot. I mean, everything was hitting right. And also, it was, just, it was like, here we go again. We're gonna. We're, we're rolling. We are rolling. And then, and then I remember at some point, Bill looking at me, and he's like, and we had full drinks then. We were still like, this was good. And he's looking at me, and he's like, this is bad. This is bad. Like. The drink is like look at the time left situation. No, Nick threw that interception. Possessions and then and then I'm like looking at Bill. I'm just like I look at this television. And I'm just like, holy fuck, this is bad. This is bad. This is really bad. And then it just went. It went really down. Like really down. Really quick. Really quick. Really quick. I mean, but there's a couple points to that in that game, though. Like, yeah, they, they could have magooed it out. Magooed it out. But you lost Brooks, who's, who was, who's the best guard in football. So he's gone for the year, and that team fell apart once he got hurt in that game. But also, once they the, – I mean, so, I mean, you could look at it that Brooks coming out hurt that team so bad. Because once he came out of the game, and a little before that, the Eagles stopped moving the ball. Like, they stopped yeah. scoring points, they stopped moving the ball. But to, Bill, but to Bill's point, he has a point. And I'll go on record right now, like, I I love Alshon Jeffrey. I, I, I really do. I, I, I love Alshon Jeffrey. He's a champion in this city. He's a big reason why we won that Super Bowl, our first and only Super Bowl, and he he guaranteed it. He guaranteed it. The day he was signed to the Philadelphia Eagles, he said, this team is winning a Super Bowl. 
And he he fucking guaranteed that shit. And he he was right. And you know what? My hat goes off to him, regardless of anything else. But to Bill's point, who knows what would have happened if he caught that ball, man? Like, I think we're. I'm gonna, and that's why we watch sports, right? I I'm mean, gonna kick myself for saying it, but like, if if that did happen, there's such a there's such a quarterback controversy that, like. Would it have been – it didn't turn toxic after the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. We haven't had one in so many years. But it would have turned super toxic really quick, and they would have pinned one against the other. And I think that's the whole reason why they shipped Foles out of here in the first place because they didn't want that PR bullshit mess that we've had for years about is it Vic, is it Foles, is it Cobb, is it Sam Bradford, is it Marcus Mariota, who is it? And we finally went up and got that guy. And they're like, we're going to put a stake in the ground and be like, Wentz is, this is the Wentz wagon. He's the leader. And, and I think that's, it would have caused such turmoil that it would have, it would have basically like soured the Super Bowl. And I mean, I mean who, who's to know? And, they, and this is what I'm saying. Like, fruit be told, like, okay, that happened. That season's over, whatever. What if Carson wins three rings in the next five, six years? And we're like, oh my god, if we if we win that game, yeah, we won two maybe with Nick, but then we, you know, and then Nick goes down first, and we're fucking terrible. Of all, it's not it's so like, like, what happens if, as I'm saying, the, the repercussions? Like, if we win that game, and you know, say we say we like lose to the Rams in the conference championship, but it's a close game. Maybe Howie's like, oh my god, we got that conference championship. Maybe we do unload Wentz. We we unload Wentz, and then he becomes three time MVP, three time Super Bowl champ. Like, so I'm saying it could be positive too. That and, Alshon and, dropped the ball. That we don't forget. Running. Don't forget. Nick's never played a full season in his in his career. I'm saying. I mean, things could happen where it's like, all right, we go all in on Nick, and then it's like he gets he plays like he did, and like it's just like you know we unload Wentz, and then like we watch him become you know we him to the Raiders, and Chucky wins like two rings with them, and it's just like we gave up that for us, so, you know. Then like it's so, so pain. It's yeah, and it's I mean, bad. It's, it's how you want to look at it. He Wentz should have. I think I think he's got five six years to get to to me if he went out to ring or two like like he's in his heyday now like this is it like I'm all on board past is a past like everybody in the media is ready to anoint you in that elite category but you gotta win big games and he's won some but now I just gotta do it consistently which you you gotta go out and play like the Brady Green Bay that Green Bay game Green Bay game nobody had to win that game and he went out there and outdueled Aaron Rodgers now I will say no Devontae Adams that last drive really helped us but yeah, sure but march him down to win the game he, we were losing he marched him down we got the field goal we won the game like so he did his job he scored over 30 points in a hostile environment against a good defense and arguably a top five best quarterback in the NFL history like that's what he showed like, that's his potential it just do it. Don't get hurt, please. Just don't get hurt, and then you can do it. The problem with that's going to be this team in the next five years, though, isn't going to be Wentz. It's going to be the defense. Yeah. It's going to be the problem. The problem is Jim Schwartz is going to leave, get fired, or go somewhere, and that's going to be the problem. And then you're going to have to start all over again, and you're going to have to be an offensive team as opposed to a defensive team, and that's, that's going to be the outfall. I mean, well, I mean, but look at it. I mean – yeah, they've they you know they've had better except for but except for like 
I mean, if, if you're telling me I can have Carson Wentz become a top three to five quarterback in the NFL, I'll take whatever I got on defense because this is a quarterback league still. I don't care about your fucking defense. I don't want to hear, oh, defense is my championship. Oh, Sam Fran. What did Mahomes do to Sam Fran? Mahomes carved them up like Swiss cheese because the NFL is designed for quarterbacks. They want you to score points. You can't touch receivers. Like, you can't hold on defense. Well, they also have a, 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 a video game receiving core, too. So, and, 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 and that Super Bowl wasn't a, wasn't a game Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. Well, let's see. They, I mean, they won by ten. Yeah, it was right, close. You're, you're missing. Yeah, but if Emmanuel Sanders catches that ball, that ball isn't overthrown. We're we're yeah, they they're back up by three with a minute thirty-five. You're telling me you're not going to be scared of Mahomes coming up only up three with a minute 35? You don't know. You're right. First play, you can throw a second. I mean, don't ever knock out. Most teams that are in the Super Bowl have a legitimate defense. Find me one that is. I know when we won it, we won 41 to 38 or whatever that was. 33, bro. Where the fuck are you? Where are you? Drinking James in my basement? Drinking them, no. drinking them gin Becca drinks out of me. Me and Becky killed a bottle of Jameson that day. We were oh, fucking it's like this. <laughs> you guys were whacked out, man. Dude, you I guys were whacked. I, you guys I, were whacked. I, I didn't know what was going on. I just kept getting okay. mad. Okay, so, so real quick, to round this out, I got one other question. There it is. Right? Surprise question, okay? Still smelling champagne. You, if, there they are. There. All right. Hey. Are you ready? Go first. <laughs> All right, who's going first? I want to. I want to know who's going to answer this question first. Yeah, first, John. Okay. Yeah. If you could hang out with one Philly sports athlete, past or present, Nick who would Foles. be? Nick Foles. Absolutely. Okay, Jesse. Easy one. Give me a tough one next time. Uh, if you could hang out with one Philly sports athlete, past or present, who would it be? Probably Crocker. That's a that's a strong one. That's a great that's one. Jesse. Yeah. Can you imagine Jesse and John Crook together? Oh. oh my god. That's a podcast altogether. That is that is that's reality TV right there. <laughs> Bill Bill Roder. I have a question. Chase Utley. Me and him would be crushing broads. Are you kidding me? Chase. <laughs> right now. Okay. I, I got Pat Pearl. Matt, I, I never know what yours is. I got I got two. I got two. I know what your one is. Huh? I, I, I got two. You can't get two. You get one. You get to pick one. No, you can't say two. Absolutely. No. One. There's one. only there's only one no. reason. There's only one reason why. There's only one reason why there's two is because they played in the same era. Doesn't and, matter. And Didn't and I, I would get in my car and I would drive the I would drive the Voorhees, okay? And 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 I would pull up to Brian Baldinger's house and in Brian Baldinger's house. There'd be Charles Barkley. And me, Baldy, and Chuck would go out on the town. I'm sorry. Another I thought boy. he was going to say Alan Iverson. <laughs> no. If the question was, name one Philly sports athlete you would want to fight, <laughs> it would be Alan Iverson. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Who would I want to fight? By, followed by Deshaun Jackson. Wow. Haters going to hate. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. But my, my night my night would be my night would be driving to Baldy's house. I'd no, show up. Chuck, I'd go in the back. I'd go in the back of the pool. 
and 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 Chuck's there. No, you wanted Chuck. Baldy is. You've already hung out with Baldy. You don't, don't even. Okay, Chuck's my number one. You're right. Chuck's your number one. Charles Barkley is my number one. Nothing beats Macho Row. Or 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 I was thinking also Jesse Darren Dalton. Absolutely, the late, the late great Darren Dalton. He would have been. He would have been such a joy to hang out with and have a couple. Right of- on, Matt. Right on. Right on. Oh. Nobody said Dawkins. Oof. Unbelievable. No, I mean. I love Dawkins, but I don't think you're going to have a lot of fun with Brian Dawkins. Listen, listen, Brian Dawkins. I would love to meet Brian Dawkins. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would have that much in common with Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins, somebody you want to work out with. Like if you want to work out. out. That wasn't the question. The question was, who did you want to hang out with and have a conversation with? That's what I said. I said, I would like to meet Brian Dawkins. I don't know if I'd want to hang out with him. What's that? The answer was Matt got five guys. He chooses. No, no, but number six on my list. If you said, oh, what Philly athlete do you want to party with? I would, I would have a different answer. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You can define hang out however you want. Well, well you, I mean, hanging out to me is just like, you know, having a few beers. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen with B-Doc. I would love yeah, to have like, beers. I would love to have a few beers with Charles Barkley because you know how that would end up. It would start with a few beers and then it would be him buying tequila shots for the whole bar. And, then Atlantic, just and be, you'd end up in Atlantic City. Yeah. Who knows? All right. I mean, I get you know, whatever. If I were to party with somebody, I don't know if I party with Nick Foles, but I, you know, we. Well, oh, hey, that's both, both hey. you don't drink, so both you guys don't drink, so you guys are like two peas in a pod. Yeah. We but we could look at each other's penis sizes and compare. Well, I mean, you know, then oh. there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh. Too small for the ruler. I'm leaving it in for the edit. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> nope. It's part, of, part of the chaos. Nick, is it true that the statue is actually life-size even for your genitals? Is that true? It's not his fault. He was born with a thigh slapper, all right? It's, you know, some guys, you know, just... Oh. This, topic, this topic went sideways. I didn't see it going like this, but... Excellent. I should have known. I should have known better. The next episode, what Philly athlete do you want to fight? Uh, <laughs> well, we can do that right now. We can do that right now. Bill, who do you want? Or Jesse, who do you? Would you what Philly athlete would you want to fight? Ah, uh, I, 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 I don't know. If it's like a hate fight or like a fight just so I can win fight. I don't know. I would have to say Cliff Lee. Wow, I, I can see that. I can see that. You, you. You you've expressed a lot of aggression and 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 frustration towards Cliff Lee. I would I would fight Cliff Lee. Man, I'm trying to think of anybody on the Eagles I hated I've hated in the last few years. You would probably fight Chip Kelly, Bill. <laughs> no, I like Chip. I'm the Chip. I mean, the guy never had a losing season here, but yet he's a shitty coach somehow. I don't know how that's possible. Well, no, he was seven and nine his last year when he knew he was getting fired. So you know what I want to fight? Would, I, would anyone fought, fight Namdi Asimov? <laughs> you know what? It's funny you said that. I was like, remember Dominique Rogers? Not Dominique Rogers. Sorry, Carrie Williams. And he was like, I had to go pick out sconces. That's why I wasn't at practice. 
Uh, yeah. See, there's been Phillies I've hated. I'm trying to think. There's been a couple of Phillies I've just fucking hated. No, no. I'm, I, I was fucking wrong. I know who exactly who I, would, I would fight. DeMarco Murray. Fuck that guy. No, nope. can't, can't change it. No, you can't find no neck. No, Marco like Murray would beat the brakes off of you. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would be there scraping your bits off the pavement, but you know, it's okay. Oh, and Jesse has a fighting chance against Cliff Lee, a better chance than a running back. I know who I, would, I know who I would beat up. I would fuck this dude up. Ready, Justin Jason Babin. Oh, I catch him one if I saw him the wrong way. Oh yeah, okay. I guess my brains would be next to yours on the sidewalk. Oh my god! Fucking why nine my ass? Yeah, sorry. Right. You're ready to go. I'm not gonna play any professional athletes because we would lose. That's fine. I get one hit, baby. I'm getting paid. Oh, there goes bye bye spleen. Andrew, I didn't need you. Andrew Fine would be another one. Yeah, he's too easy. I thought about him. He's too easy. And I want to maybe fight Larry Brown too. For not drafting Paul Pierce. Like, that really, I've Bill. hated many what years. What about Adam Eaton? Oh, shut up, Bill. I, I thought about him because he got, he got a World Series ring and he wasn't even on the fucking playoff roster. And then he, he got booed nice when guy. he got the ring. He's a nice guy. Like, I know there's just been a couple of Phillies. Like, there was this one reliever I couldn't stand. I can't think of his fucking name. Uh, it wasn't on our winning team because, I mean, I love that. Dude, our bullpen was so stacked. Going from JC to the Mad Dog to Lidge. It was like, get to the seventh inning and it's over. One, two, three. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Now I don't even know who our closer is. Hector Neres, Domingo Rendingos. Uh, it's like, and he, he's out for the year. Tommy John surgery. You see that, Jesse? That's great. Yeah, that's, that's good. Put it in another year lost. I've never seen so many pitchers get Tommy John surgeries. Like, it's like every other week there's somebody getting Tommy John surgery now. I'm trying to think. Uh, there's probably other guys I want to fight too. I would hate a rich Kotite. I'd, I'd punch rich, rich Kotite. We, we, notice we're not we're not bringing up any NHL players. Well, that's just stupidity. I'd fight the shit out of Ron Hexel. Oh, get the oh. fuck out of here, John. <laughs> any NHL players would fucking mop the floor with us. I'd probably, I'd probably fight Scott Hartnell too, that little bitch. I'd probably no fight him. way, man. Scott Hartnell would kill us. I, I'll, I'll fight Bernie Perron now. <laughs> Not really, man. Bernie Perron, Bernie Perron's too likable, man. I know. <laughs> I just say the only way I have a chance of fighting. I'll tell you what, man. that's another dude that I, you would want to hang out with, though. Bernie oh, dude, Perron. on his boat? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Philly Bernie athlete. Perron? Like to to Bill's point, like Philly, who's the Philly athlete you'd want to actually go chase tail with? Like, oh, it's, it's simple: Utley and or Pat Burrell. Pat Burrell. Right, Pat Burrell. Pat Burrell. Back, back Utley in the day. Burrell, yeah. Yeah, back in the Not day. Not even close. And then maybe if you want to go even older than that, Jason Michaels and Burrell together when they're punching cops. Sean McCoy would be a good one. No, because he's a he. No, he gets a little too handsy. I. You know, I, I respect the word no in my vocabulary. I can't, I can't so, too. <laughs> yeah, but when somebody says no, don't throw them off the bus, please. Oh, okay. I'm not talking. Uh, you know what? You know what? I, I, would, I would put, again, I would put Darren Dalton in that category. Darren Dalton, I think, had, had a little fan club going for him. Dutch, yeah, he probably did. I mean, most athletes, Dutch. you know, unless you're the crocker. 
But <laughs> was there a lot? Was there any good like fill like football guys that were like? Now, you know who <laughs> else was? You know, you know who else did? And he was short lived here in Philly, but his name was brought up earlier. JJ Redick. Oh, he had to be crushing it. Uh, oh, you talked to my brother in law, Chad. You talked to my brother in law, Chad. Maybe in maybe in Orlando, but not in Philly. He's, he was married. He's married. John, he are you kidding? No, you. Listen, John. My brother-in-law Chad used to get to used to get to games early, early, right for shoot around, and it it would be, it would be him, and it would be a a, a crop of of yeah, women. Early Orlando days, probably when he wasn't married. I, I'm telling you that. It, you're saying you're saying like right now. I'm not, I'm saying like right now. No, like, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking right now. I'm talking back uh, in the day. Okay. We don't we don't condone, condone cheating on the the podcast. Well, no, we don't. But I'm saying if you wanted to follow someone for that, I mean JJ Reddick would probably not be a bad choice. You think? Mm. There wasn't a lot of football guys that are known for that. Mark Sanchez, I guarantee it. I'd, I'd party with uh, Tom Brady, Todd, Todd, Todd Harriman, Todd Harriman, probably Brett Selleck, those guys. They, they get down. Brett Selleck. Nelson Aguilar, he likes. <laughs> Listen, no, no, they again don't know what the word no means. So I like to put, you know, I, 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 I tell you but, what, there'd be, more, there'd be more Eagles players that were known for it than you would think. You know what's interesting too with that Hall Nelson? Remember he got like didn't he get busted at a strip club for like doing something? Um, yeah, like apparently he didn't like he like banged a chick. The girl cheerleaders take him down after all, the it was at cheerle- it was at cheerleaders. Yeah, like he agreed to pay he agreed to pay her for sex and then she wanted way more than they agreed to. And he's like, I'm not paying you more, so she said he like he raped me. But yeah, he paid she tried to shake him down. And she just wanted more after they did it, so you know, and Connor Barwin was there, of course. Nobody gives that any play, but Connor Barwin was there with him. <laughs> so, that, 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 and somebody else, too. I think it was like, might have been like Marigos or somebody, but there were, there were three players there, and Barwin was one of them. Oh, boy. But he's, but he's loved, so he, he, he gets a pass. I mean, he might, not have, he might not have done anything wrong, but he was there. And it was like 1.30 on a Tuesday, too, during training camp. <laughs> like, they had done practice. It was after practice. It was the lunch. It was the it was the lunch uh, schedule. Listen, the, the buffets are fantastic. So I mean, knock it all you want. If you want, you know, you want some panos and some bacon. <laughs> bacon, <laughs> some titties. I'll tell you what. We're gonna wrap episode forty-three on panos and bacon. Because that sounds like something we could all agree on. So, for myself, the Wild Bill, the J-Lo, and Big John Stud, let's just all stay safe, stay smart, and live by one thing. Go Birds! Let's make some noise!